Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, the cycling app that makes training fun because fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgus, just outside Bordeaux, after stage 19 of the Tour de France, a beautiful part of the country. Brad? It's stunning, isn't it? Isn't it just? Wine region. You've been through here a few times. Uh, Yeah, we have. Yeah, we had a time trial here 10 years ago, actually. All through the vineyards. Um, Lovely part of the world. And the weather's come back, isn't it? Finally, yeah. After a few foggy days in the mountains. Um, Stage 19 into Le Bourne, then 207 kilometres, finishing just outside Bordeaux, where we are now. A long, hot day then, one with an attack off the break by Bahrain Victorious's Matej Mohoric, his second stage win of the Tour. Very impressive ride from him today. He was one of the first ones in the breakaway, from what I understand, from Bernie. Oh, he actually gapped over to the break by himself. So in that first six, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then... When he attacked, no one looked like going with him, and no one. They, I mean, he just held that gap. He, he was he was immensely strong, and it spoiled the day for Cav, didn't it? Really, I suppose. But from what I understand, because I didn't see much of the early part of the race, but Bernie was um, on the bike today, and he explained that there was a huge crash, mm. and um, that kind of disrupted the chase. And yeah, it was just um, De Kernick just couldn't control it. So a very tough stage. Yeah, Cav just avoided the crash. I think it was the first one on 204 kilometres. G caught up in it again. Um, I'm not sure if he came off his bike or not. Twice he came off today, apparently. Did he? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Oh, there you go. Mm. His his horrendous luck continues on this tour. After the crash, we saw Tadej Pogacar riding to the front of the peloton and just mm. saying, lads, slow down. Mm. Let the guys behind it was get good back to on. See, actually. You thought it was good to see? Yeah. yeah. Taking control of the race from a from the leader's point of view because everyone looks up to him now he's clearly the best rider and I think that's a sign of the next few years of what's to come we've finally got a patron back in the peloton he rode up to Kwiatkowski and Tom Skunge mm. did he need to do it at that point because the, the break was always going to get yeah, away but did, just marking his dominance at the front of the peloton in the yellow jersey on world TV I thought it was a fantastic because that's what the yellow jersey should be doing yeah mm. you, it, it felt a little bit to me like he was throwing his weight around for the sake of throwing his weight around at this point well, of the race yeah, I didn't think so. I yeah. think that's sometimes the job of it. Who else is going to do it? Mm. No one else stands up in well, the peloton. That's what we've been saying. There's no unity in the peloton. There was a crash. And, you know, if you're on the floor, like lots of them were, um, I thought you did a bloody good job. Good on mm. you, mate. Talking of crashes, you saw one yesterday that you didn't mention on the pod between Sergio Higuita and yeah. I forget who else. Uh, Sergio Hanau. It was between Quentin Pasheur and Sergio Hanau. Mm. And from what I understand, Hanau was trying to come up on the inside, just on a small rise. Everyone was trying to move to the front to get into the break. And I don't think there was any room on the road. And Hanau basically caused the crash, ripped half his arse off because his shorts were hanging off. And they had to sort of patch him up at the car. But yeah, they were like sort of squaring up to each other and, you know, gesticulating. And it was one of them sort of handbags at dawn moment. But um, 
Nothing came of it. They both they both spent the next fifteen k chasing to get back on. Yeah, and yeah. they had to do it together, so they had to work together to get back yeah, on. Presumably. Basically, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So it's a funny how it works, isn't it? Yeah, and it just on crashes. There was so when we descended the Porte yesterday, you were you were saying hello to a couple of people out the window, and mm. one uh, one cycling tourist or fan caught caught your eye. And he was so amazed to see you that he almost Riffle went off the over, road. The, yeah, over yeah. the side of the road. But this actually happened to another fan who, from what we read on Cycling Weekly, uh, Johnny Long's story, he went down a 20-metre ravine and was pulled out with the help of Phil Gilbert, Chris Froome, and Chris Yule Jensen. Yeah. It was quite some descent, though, wasn't it, off that mountain? Yeah, wasn't it just? You had to keep your eye on it, particularly on the corners. Um, and by the sounds of things, this fan went over yeah. um, and, and needed some quite serious treatment. So we hope, he's, he? hope he's doing okay. I hope he's learned his um, lesson. <laughs> but can you imagine being pulled out? I mean, obviously you can, but I, I would imagine to the average fan, that would be, um, that would be quite yeah, an experience. It, just, it shows you that there's some decent lads out there. Indeed. You told us your own crash story at dinner last night. Did I? Which from, one was that? From, from one of the early stages in 2012, where you deliberately yes, steered into the crash. Steered into the crash to get the same time as everyone. Um, Chris Froome followed me because yeah. you because you didn't want to rise the final ascent. So basically, what happened was um, I think it was into Boulogne sur Mer. It was an uphill finish. It was, a, it was a Sagan win when he sort of did the Forest Gump running thing. And there was a crash about five six hundred meters to go, something like that, inside the last kilometer. And we would have got gapped because of the crash. And just in case they don't give you the same time as everyone else, we just steered into the crash. Because, yeah, we could have just... We got caught by the crash, but we'd have had to chase and took a gap on Nibali and the like, so we just steered into the crash. Got given the same time. <laughs> so it worked out for you. A calculated risk. Yeah. Brad, we're sponsored by Zwift, the cycling app where fun is fast but also unlocks performance. I'm a big fan getting on there with the boys, David and Stephen, as you know. Yeah. I've been exploring a few of the training plans. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Well, training plans on Zwift help you improve every single time. I'm currently on board with G's training plan. Garrett Thomas, fun is flying uphill. I bet that's a tough one. It's not easy. This workout focuses on improving your muscular endurance, a pillar of any great time trialist like you, Brad, mountain climber or stage racer, to help you deal with hard surges and improve your ability to fly uphill. That's quite good, Graham. Is that, and do you find it's helping you improve? Helps you improve just because it's so easy to use. And if you want to find out just how simple that is, there's a special offer, a seven-day free trial. Find out more, download the app today. We saw Froomey chasing on the front today, trying to chase the uh, close the gap between the peloton and the brake. I mean, we saw we, it took a little while to go for a while, and the pace was hot. Yeah, I mean, I think that was more for a gripe, was it? Looking at gripe for a sprint. Later I would imagine on so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on his birthday as well. And then Ineos Road. I'm not sure why they were riding again. I don't know. I've heard there's a bit of unrest in the camp. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, it was it was Thomas Port, Wout mm. Poles, and Froome. So mm. sort of as Thomas. As G tweeted earlier, they were getting the band back together. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if they were doing that for. They might have been doing it for Cav, as well. Well, there is so that, isn't there? Yeah, old mates. Yeah, come on, yeah. We'll, we'll get you it's there. Funny, isn't it? I wonder if they were under orders to do that or not, or it's got put their arms. Who knows? Yeah. So on Cav, we saw a video of him shortly before we started recording, just getting a little bit shirty mm. with his mechanic. Mm. Uh, I thought seeing him in the skin suit today, he might have been targeting win number thirty-five. Well, he would have been, wouldn't he? But um, it doesn't work out every day. And the team have done quite a big job to get him to this point. 
and, and the racing's frantic and it's not always as easy as just sort of making it become a sprint. So, you know, when you've got the whole race against you, which I think he has getting reading between the lines, it's very difficult. Everyone will know he wanted to win today. So, and it's the last chance saloon for a lot of people today. So it was always going to be difficult to control that and marshal it. Mm. 15 teams without anything to show for it. And that remains the case. De Koenig were quite happy to sit up and let the break go in the end. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they had any choice, really. They had one guy in there, didn't they? Mm. Um, it was just, I think it was just, look, they're focused right. on, he's got the time trial tomorrow, and then Paris, it, the, the record's still on. Just to give you the green jersey standings, Cavs on 304, Matthews 269 and Colbrelli at 216. So we saw Matthews and Colbrelli sweep up the remaining points after the 20-man the mm. break went through on the intermediate and Cav coming through and, and taking six. I always think it's a bit like the 40-point mark in... In the, mm. in the Premier League yeah. where if you're, if you're staring at relegation and you hit 40 points then you're I think he's be got safe. it sealed up I think after 300 points mm. I think he's got it sealed up I don't think anyone's going to really catch him now he'll score in Paris on the intermediate and then the finish so I think it's safe to say that jersey's his barring any major accidents yeah tomorrow then we've got a TT day to Saint-Emilion 30.8 kilometres one for Cav to rest up save himself for the Champs-Élysées yeah, Cav will ride tomorrow, obviously. It's a rest day, but they'll still, he still has to ride pretty hard, or, or within himself anyway. But yeah, it is, it is a, a welcome day, I think, for most people tomorrow. There'll only be a couple of people contesting it. It's, yeah, it's a lumpy, lumpy enough course, uh, undulating through wine country. Are we looking at another win for Tadej Pogacar? I think so. Failing that, I would say Stefan Kung. But I would see the way he went on the last time trial and the, the legs he's shown the last few days... I think it's probably his, yeah. Mm. Most of the riders can see Paris at this point. Is there a bit of a party atmosphere in the peloton in your, in your no, experience? No, not really, not yet. I think tonight the guys might have a few drinks or something, nothing yeah. major. And then tomorrow at Sky, they used to make burgers always. Burgers were like the, the natural thing to make on the, after the last time trial. But going into Sunday, yeah, I mean, once they get through that time trial tomorrow, then it's Paris. And I think everyone then feels like they're at the end of the tour. Mm. Wout van Aert is another one to mention for tomorrow. Can we see him taking another stage for... He could have a go, yeah, yeah, definitely. He'll be, I mean, he'll, be, he'll be up there and hotly contesting it. It's just how dominant Pogacar was in that last time trial that makes me think that he can be unchallenged tomorrow. But And, you know, look, if, if he goes for that tomorrow and flat stick, he will because... Well, I mean, look, he's not going to lose five minutes, is he, to them two in second and third. But he's, you know, he's a yellow jersey. He'll go flat stick. I mean, he was attempting to win his fourth stage of this mm. Tour de France. Between him and Mohoric, they've got, I mean, at the moment, they've got five stages between them. Mm. They're looking at a sixth. Mm. So for Slovenia, it's been a, a spectacular Amazing. tour. And that's without Primoz here. Yeah. You know, because you can imagine if Primoz had been here, Slovenia, a dominant nation, haven't they? And you can kind of imagine the road race team they're going to have at the Olympics. It's quite something. When you get a cluster of riders from one nation winning like that, a bit like you had in... 2012 between you and Cav and David Miller won a stage. What's the attitude towards the like British? And Froome well. yeah. of course, on yeah. Pasteur Belfi. Yeah. What's the attitude from the rest of the riders from different nations in the Nothing peloton? Much really. It, it, it doesn't. No. Nothing, it, nothing sort of comes of it. No, no. I mean, when we lined up at the Olympic Road Race a week later, four of us had won a stage. Mm. Yeah, it was quite something. It was only Ian Stanard. They hadn't. Uh, he was the fifth member of the team. But then everyone else ended up riding against you, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Slovenia are riding high at the moment, aren't they? But um, it, it doesn't really translate into the peloton. I think more respect than anything. All right. Mm. 
That's it for this episode of The Bradley Wiggins Show, brought to you by Zwift. Find your fun with the cycling app where fun is fast. Thanks to our producer, Pete Burton. Find us on all the socials, Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK. Plus, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Share and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. From me, Graham Wilgos, thanks for listening. Brad, see you tomorrow. Yes, see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.